0: Well, I'm so sorry, we're we we, talking so long.
1: As we round an hour forty five, it's been a good hour forty five. I, I highly I, so. I highly encourage everyone to stick around and watch this even though there's no way for me to. Maybe I'll I'll clip this and put it at the beginning, like, yo, it's long,
0: but it's worth it. So sorry. It is long, but it's worth it. <laughs> oh shit, you can okay. Okay. It Let me ask you this right now. Okay. No bullshit. Okay. (laughs) Who is your turtle and why? So
1: growing up, I was obviously a Mikey. Okay.
0: Obvious. I I don't see that in you, but I I got you. But I definitely
1: transitioned into a Raphael.
0: Oh, okay. Good.
1: But now I probably relate the most with Donnie.
0: Dude. Okay. Yeah.
1: And I have never given a shit about Leo. Dude, fuck
0: Leo. No one has (laughs) anyone
1: who picks Leo
0: automatically. Like I'm a little suspicious. Yeah, yeah. Like what's what is your end game? Do you think you're better than me? Yeah. What the fuck's your deal? They
1: probably go to Penn State. (laughs) Damn, dude.
0: I have him up. Did you? <laughs> but that's true. They're like, they're like, blue, 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 blue. And you're like, whoa, dude, chill the fuck out. I, so, okay, I didn't have as much as a transition. I was like a hard RAF guy, right? Like, that's who I cared about. I identified with it. And I think I just like had so much pocketed rage <laughs> um, that I, I slowly transcended, as I like to say, into... Our sweet purple boy, Donnie.
1: Okay, so you're a that's, Don, you're a Don, you're yeah, a Don as well.
0: I, maybe that's us getting old. I don't know, but Don now is who I'm for. All right. I'm sorry, I'm moving around. So a lot. welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Don. <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Don. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Call me the Don. That's very cool. I love that.
1: All right. So for anyone that doesn't know you, hell, I barely know you. You I met you three and a half minutes ago. You Mm -hmm. walked in the door and we're talking about Power Rangers and
0: Ninja Turtles. And And who's this person? Oh, Yell. And Yell.
1: Yeah, we actually, I don't even know why I said Power Rangers. Actually, I do know why I said Power Rangers. Do I look like a Power Ranger? You do not look like a Power Ranger. But uh, a buddy of mine who runs a real estate company, I was doing promotional photos for them yesterday Uh and I was editing the photos today and I forgot one of the photos. One of the real estate agents was wearing Power Ranger socks and he pulled them up and I saw like a photo of him with yellow Ranger socks. So that's where that came
0: from. That's a weird job that you like have to express yourself in some weird way. So like that dude's only opportunity was like, I'm going to get the craziest socks (laughs) because I love the Power Rangers so much. This dude is a full grown adult selling houses and he's like, dude, ranger socks absolutely yellow ranger socks yeah yellow all right not my choice
1: but that's cool i I mean you know hey maybe they have all of the rangers and then you know for the suit of the day (laughs) for all
0: days i hope so i really hope so yeah it's just like a a megazord of a wardrobe (laughs) if you will that dude probably has a really interesting story get him on this podcast (laughs) oh yes 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 dude what do you what else do you fucking do you do so many different things it's crazy well, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you, my friend. Mistake.
1: But, but we can right. get into it. Yeah, cool. So cool. I'm sitting here today with someone I barely know. I'm assuming your name is your Instagram handle. Mr. Which, Scutella. Mr. Scutella. Yeah,
0: that's my name. I mean, my real name is Jess. Jess Scutella. But so many people call me Jeff, you know, like when you get like one of those prank calls or spam calls and they're like, mm-hmm. hello, Jeff. And you're like, fuck, no, Jess. But I just go by Mr. Scutella.
1: Mr. Scutella. Yeah, that's a Welcome way. to the show one more time.
0: Dude. It's like a slow build in my headphones, so I'm like, "Oh, it's actually happening."
1: Oh yeah, there's a lot of people through the the other side of that television right there.
0: Man, you I love this room. I'm sorry. I like I know I can't like get over stuff like that, but the turtle hero thing is fucking
1: Oh sick. yeah, yeah. A, a buddy of mine that was a guest on the show a long time ago, uh drew that for me cuz he was like, "Hey, I wonder draw you something i yeah. know you really like ninja turtles and akira oh, dude and put them
0: two to those two together yeah you get something yeah. really wild you
1: know it's really rad you're actually the second person that has commented on that recently and it's been hanging up forever really? but for whatever reason i guess i'm just finally starting to meet the right people
0: that <laughs> understand me <laughs> that's fair akira <laughs> has had this like weird evolution like it was i mean it came out in the 80s i think right yeah and it just keeps finding its its footing over and over again, like new generations. And it's still huge. And I, it's such an interesting anime. And if you ever get the chance, to look into, you know, people listening, look into it because it's an amazing experience. It's really heavy it's dark as hell yeah but it's super good it's the best yeah I, I i keep seeing it everywhere too so i think it just has again it's like it's footing right now yeah there's actually
1: care. some theaters that are playing it right now around here oh in 4k
0: wait yeah i saw that i saw i get like ads on that on my fucking instagram uh-huh. or whatever yeah. am i allowed to swear is that okay fuck yes oh fuck yeah but... <laughs> Dude, every... <laughs> please just sneak that in there anytime whatever we're talking about just Boing. You got it. Hit that. So yes, I'm sorry. Let, let me artist. Let, yes, I am. Tattoos, tattoos, things like that. I I do a lot of Total different things. Scumbag. That is one of them. <laughs> so I, yeah, I I am a bit of an asshole. If you know me, you know. <laughs> but um uh no, I I am a tattoo artist in Pittsburgh, PA. I travel around a lot with it, but um primarily here at Cyclops Tattoo in the South Side. Come on by sometime. Safe though. Mumbai safely, and uh, I, I happen to do a lot of other things. I've I've written before. I used to play in a lot of bands, Lotus Kid, uh, one locally in particular. And I've been lucky enough to travel a shit ton, and I'm like uh, really really proud of those experiences and so on.
1: Awesome, yeah. So, how did you decide you were going to spend your life being a
0: scumbag, <laughs> a scumbag tattooer? <laughs> yeah, dude, that is that is a legit question. That Almost mm, I'd say like weekly or monthly, you you are reminded, you're like, what what the fuck am I doing right now? Yeah. How'd it happen? Yeah, especially especially I'm I'm sure you've had this conversation within the last few months of like you we had this opportunity to reevaluate ourselves, <laughs> what the <laughs> what we're doing, you know, what we're even passionate about, like do I even like doing whatever I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really heavy on my mind. But I, I, I really fell into tattooing. I, ironically, used to work for and with Penn State. Uh, I went to school and got my master's there. And not, but not like Leo. Okay, I had no scumbag like Leo. Okay. And <laughs> uh, what did
1: you go? So you got your master's yeah. at Penn State. Yeah. Like, what were you trying to
0: be when you were an adult? teacher. Okay. Yeah. I want uh, professor in particular. I was really fascinated by like, um, corporate philanthropy and like, how do we coach businesses, larger businesses to being more philanthropic? And if they do that, is it a facade? Like, you know, like, you know, Starbucks is like, we donated $7 million to this. Sure. Yeah. But you've also like contributed eight, you know, 80 million of, of waste or whatever. Like how do you balance those things and so on? I was super interested with that. But I went through some medical issues, uh, you know, unfortunately pretty severe. This is like way unnecessarily heavy at the very beginning of this, but I fuck it. I was diagnosed with cancer. Whoa. And I was like, mm, I don't want to fucking die in school and doing like shit. I'm like not super sure I'm passionate about. Sure. So I kind of just fucking gave up on that job. I, w- I was working at GE, General Electric, and I said, fuck this. Holy shit. <laughs> Dude, the people. Okay. I know some people have like normal corporate office jobs. I would rather die. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I watched like just the monotony and bureaucracy just like slowly rot the human soul <laughs> in like all these like weird old white guys. And I just I didn't feel myself. You know, you feel you look pretty fucking comfortable here. You're you're you. Sure. You know? Yeah, totally. You're in like an environment that you've created. And I think that's really, really important for the human existence yeah and it is not capable of of you know accomplishing that thing in a setting like that at least for me so i was like i'm out Dude,
1: there's an advantage i think whenever you're younger if you get into a situation like that where you're working in that environment and you're around people who've been there for like a decade or so you're like jesus christ you know it's really similar to when i was 16 years old Mm mm-hmm And I remember someone very specifically that used to always hang out at the mall with us. I was a mall rat, believe it or not. I know that's it doesn't look the part, but, you know. Mm, Not at all. (laughs) Okay. If I would have seen you at the mall, I'd be like, get out. Oh,
0: yo, yo, look. You're too cute here. Yeah.
1: Beard, flannel, band (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah, dude. Was a mall rat. (laughs) You you know, this is aging mall rat attire (laughs) right here. Anyways.
0: (laughs) That's painfully uh, true.
1: Mother fucker this guy honestly saved my life in some way so this guy right he always hung out at the mall with us but he was like 10 years older than us yeah and one day i had the realization i was like i could be this dude right 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 i gotta fucking stop coming here i gotta get my shit together a little bit negative yeah because it was like it was just weird i mean it was like you know like i mean for sure i mean i mean like it's okay for someone in their 20s to look like this sure but this was like Wide leg jean day, you know (laughs) what I mean. So I was like, you know, spiky hair, weird colored, fucking crazy pants. Hell yeah, you know, extra large system of a down t shirt. Hell yeah, you definitely were wearing. Hell yeah, hell yeah, I was. (laughs) But, you know, I was 17. And, like, you know, we're talking about someone that was 27. Granted, do what you want to do. But at the time, I was like, this is kind of weird. And I was like, I don't want to be here forever. So I moved on. But, you know, moving on, like, you know, I did have a couple jobs outside of, like, after high school where they were, like, pseudo-professional environments. And I was around older people like Mm -hmm. you were. And I was just like, none of these people are fucking happy. And I have this other shit that I'm into and I like. So it's, like, a matter of finding what you're passionate about, but finding a way to like pursue it maturely and make it sustainable. Dude.
0: So is that, this enter part B of the story here for you? Oh yeah. I guess accidentally. Yeah. But I, I totally like am partnering with what you're saying, man. I, that's weird that you like saw it. You're like, okay, I definitely don't want to be like that. But I guess I did the same thing too. I don't know. I just, I didn't really identify with those, the, the gentlemen I worked with. I kind of like hated them. Yeah. So I was like, definitely fuck these people. But, did you have like a little bit of a friendship with that guy, or was it like you were just like? Oh uh, no, I always thought he was weird. Oh, it just yeah, it, it yeah. never it, I I couldn't figure out
1: what it was, you know, because yeah. like I'm young, my brain is developing and I'm starting to understand the world around me a little bit more. Like the yeah. whole concept of like responsibility and maturity hasn't quite set in when you're, sure. you know, a mall rat with a backpack full of spray paint and just being a total <laughs> being fucking a shithead. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But you know, it slowly starts creeping its way in. Yeah. Over time. Yeah. I guess that, that kind of hit me too. I, I realized I wasn't happy like pursuing this like quote American dream. I know that's like so cheesy or maybe like overused, but that's what I thought I had to do. You know, it was so drilled into us and I was like trying to push back against it because I was a young punk asshole too. So where did you grow up? Uh, Outside of Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay. A small place called Waterford for my Waterford people. Okay. So
1: small town, PA. Yeah. Yeah blue collar
0: yeah super run
1: down a little bit probably outside of erie i'm assuming just oh, yeah, kind of like very like, like like a forgotten
0: forgotten town well not forgotten because washington hung out there and everybody gives a shit about washington <laughs> for some reason <laughs> but um yeah it was a it was a unique place lacking diversity and dude i mean sure as shit the things behind us is what saved me like hearing music and being like where, what the fuck is this? This okay. isn't around me. I don't hear things like this. I don't talk to people about stuff like they're singing about or whatever. And I I got really into music, started playing drums and, and that's how I started like getting outside of that bubble. Right.
1: Wait, what age was this for you? I think it was like
0: 14, 15. Okay. So this was that's like, when I first got my, like my cousin gave me a bunch of records, like Rancid and Blink and, uh, uh, the Deftones and stuff. Cool. And I was like, you know, like what is this shit? This isn't what is around me. Is was pred- predominantly like country or, you know, rap or whatever was on the radio. And, uh, it saved me, man. And, and from that, I kind of like keep using that like position, like, okay, is what I'm seeing right now, what I want in my life? No. What's outside of it. And that's what happened with tattooing. I, I was getting tattooed when in school and college and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I like this stuff. I'm going to like hang out. And I started hanging out a shop. I slowly got a job there. I was a little shop bitch, right? You just fucking clean up after everybody. And uh, a coworker or, or friend or whatever said, hey, I'm looking to start my own shop. And would you help? You have the brains. I got, I know how to do everything, you know, tattoo wise. And so I helped him.
1: Cool. And, now was this when you were at Penn State or was this before? Mm, okay, so Yeah, this was at was Penn State. Was this like State. all around the same time of like you working at that job and everything? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah cool.
0: I was working at GE and uh, I was like not feeling it, right? I fucking hated it there. And then uh you know, getting tattooed a lot, hanging out with the culture and seeing, you know, like the opportunity for music, the opportunity for expression, art, so on and so forth. And I was like, "Damn, I I am completely devoid of this." In this other place, but I make all my money here. Yeah. I don't have anything other than like a vague sense of accomplishment when I like, I was in supply chain. So I would like send off train parts and shit. And uh, besides that, it was not fulfilling. It wasn't rewarding. I I didn't identify personally with anything there. And all of those needs were met in tattoo shops. Sure. Or or music venues, right? And, And I'm sure you understand. You know, you're fucking, your band is sick, FYI. I like your band. Thank you, sir. They're fucking heavy. Uh, well, I forget which album it is, but I really like Out of Control or something like that. Without Control. Without Control. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm an asshole. I no, fucking, I did. I like that album. I can't remember the name. Hey, you, you
1: remembered more of it than probably most people do.
0: <laughs> Trust me. Uh, no, uh, dude, it's fucking hard. I like that album. I had to say that because I, I really do enjoy it. I think I, uh, I came out a few years ago, right? Yeah, 2018.
1: Yeah, that's when I yeah, think I saw of, you guys. A c- couple years ago. Yeah, that's
0: when. I, that's about when I moved to Pittsburgh. Oh, super being cool. Honest with you, I know I'm jumping all over, but that's okay. I'm that's excited okay. to talk to you as well. So,
1: you kind of go from this position of scumbag kid Still to scumbag. attempting to become an adult, mm. saying "fuck it, I don't want to put." you know, these uh, shoes don't fit. I can't put in an hourly rate on my soul or yeah. a fucking, uh, what's if you don't work hourly, what do they call that salary, salary, a salary? Yeah. yeah that yeah. one, that that's, word. That's when you really, Yeah, I've never soul. had one
0: of those fucking things. Uh, dude, that. I, I never do either. <laughs> my, my my partner, she works for WESA and she works really fucking hard for them. Right. And she is on salary and I she, you know, every once in a while we'll talk about like work or whatever. And she'll be saying stuff about her work dynamic and some of the things that she has to uh, quote unquote adhere to. And I literally want to lose my fucking mind. I'm like, what I'm tell that person to fuck right off is what I'd tell them to do. <laughs> and she's like, you can't do that. What are you talking about? Oh, sure. <laughs> and I, I'm so disconnected from like the idea of salary based corporate understandings that I, I live in my own fucking world. It's so weird that, and I'm, and I'm very lucky to be doing it, but cause it's on the back of clients and and friends and family members and stuff. Uh, it's just very strange is all.
1: Yeah. So prior to getting into tattooing, how much of an experience did you have with art itself? Like visual art, visual art,
0: almost, I mean, maybe not none, but I was so more interested in, uh, expressing myself through drums. You know, I got to tour a lot with, you know, just dumb punk bands. Actually, you might know Tuesday's Too Late. They were from around here. That's a name that sounds incredibly familiar. Yeah. uh, You know, Doug of Lotus Kid? Yeah. He used to be in that band. Okay. Anyway, I I would either fill in with them or um, just be like a a merch guy or whatever. And I was really more into the creation of sound. You know, that that was my expression. And I got really into it. I, I did studio jobs. Drumming and stuff, and I loved ch- you know chasing after a particular bass sound, a particular snare sound. You know, how do we get the cymbals to sound crispy but not in your face? Right? I just, I really wasn't uh, attracted to that stuff.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I totally get it. I yes. love all that. Stuff. I wasn't,
0: I, I wasn't really into visual stuff. I had to learn yeah so
1: then your experience getting into visual art was just like solely based on the pursuit of a new life path a new career dude yeah
0: completely i i when i was diagnosed i you know everything in your brain just kind of flips right i know it's so strange or maybe douchey or whatever but like when you walk up to the precipice and you're like oh shit that's the other side of it. Not much over there. Sure. You don't turn back and say, oh, okay, let's go back to normal, you know, the normal bout of things, you know, as an example, the pandemic that's happening, right? I think a lot of people have changed their perspective on many things. And so for me, I was like, uh, whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it. One hundred and fucking 50%. And, I, I jumped into tattooing with literally no training at all. I mean, I, I scribbled and drew stuff. My mom was an artist, so I, I maybe picked up stuff from her. But uh, I just looked at it as like, I'm a student and I'm here to learn. And I did. Totally. I, mean, I
1: still am. Every day is.
0: Did you, did you find
1: yourself maybe as a result of being a drummer for so many years, being more heavy handed than you wanted to be?
0: Ironically, no. Wow. I think uh, so many people, that's such an interesting thing in tattooing. It's like, you're either this this. Oh, you're heavy handed, right? Uh, my teacher, um, he was super heavy handed. I mean, like, still probably to this day, one of the best tattooers I've ever met in my life. But he is just fucking, he'll just like drill the power of God into you. <laughs> but, um, and that's like more ironic than most people know, but, um, <laughs> uh, I hated that. I hated getting tattooed by him, even though like watching him was an experience. Yeah. Uh, But I was like, I don't want to tattoo like this because this fucking sucks. So I I like really taught myself to be like a light little butterfly landing upon your skin and then stabbing you over and over again. Mm -hmm. That's me. That's what I try to give people.
1: Absolutely. So how long has it been now since you have started tattooing?
0: What year are we at now? Um, Going on seven years after the, like March uh, of next year will be seven years. Nice. And I'm really happy with that. I'm really uh, terrified that this is like the longest career, you know, like we were saying earlier, like I'm committed to this now. This is what I'm doing. Uh And uh, I'm very lucky to be doing it, but it's been a a strange almost seven years.
1: Yeah. I'm sure it's incredibly unpredictable and... Uh, yeah i know that also there's probably an element of the world of tattooing that could be kind of like dog eat dog yeah i suppose if you will you know yeah Uh, for sure so what was it like maybe coming out of um like because it you were in penn state for school mm -hmm. so was the tattooing beginnings in that same area yeah yeah exactly this was up
0: in erie i went to penn state barroned which is up in Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh,
1: okay. So you weren't in like yeah, sorry. state college. No,
0: fuck no. Okay. So <sighs> that's where the Leonardos are.
1: Did, 100% <laughs> dude. Literally a
0: whole town filled with Leonardos. Yeah. That's for sure. So that's
1: where that was coming from. Okay. So you were at like one of the, the offshoot campuses. Yeah. Totally. Barron Got you. Is,
0: I, I will say Baron is the, I think the largest or second largest, um, you know, maybe not main campus, but I think there's a, there's a lot more diversity and there is a lot more creativity there than I would say. Maine. sure 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 you know, it's not their whole goal is not to just fucking get fucked up for a football mm. game i'll say that
1: was it happy valley is that what they call that? Yeah, oh,
0: <laughs> if you've never gone to a game go it's a fun experience but you have to kind of like remember you know not to subscribe to the shit that's happening around you sure um because it's a little chaotic and a you know bit cult like you know and people are just like fucking flipping out mm-hmm. for like these like t- fucking you know young adults it's so strange um but it's a, it's a cool experience. I mean, it's... Have you seen the arena or whatever you call it? Yeah, arena. Right? Yeah. Fucking, I don't know, field. It's huge. I, it's overwhelming to me, but some people are super into that shit. Yeah.
1: Hey, whatever makes you happy.
0: Of course. Just of course. be just be nice and respect other people. It's fucking right. Is that what I'm supposed to yeah, point out? Li-
1: that one's on you right now. Fucking
0: be nice to people, goddammit.
1: <laughs> now... In regards to being nice to people, oh, yeah. making the transition from Erie to Pittsburgh as a tattoo artist, did you have friends and contacts down here or was it very like much New I need world. to just
0: start? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I was lucky enough to know quite a few people down here. A lot of the Pittsburgh tattooers that I love very much. One in particular is Jess Buman um, and, and uh, she owns Lady Moon, mm-hmm. which is how I'm so fucking dumb. I That's think the it's one over Lawrence. on Penn, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, Peter Larkin, who I am very fucking lucky to work with. Uh, you, th- there's many more. Nathan Mould, all, you know, all these people. A lot of heavy hitters are here in Pittsburgh. And I was just lucky enough to be, you know, because tattooing is such a small community. I know it's huge now, but most tattooers know each other. Sure. In a small way. It's very much like touring and bands and stuff yeah everybody podcasters oh yeah i got probably (laughs) podcasters (laughs) um you just get to know each other you know of them because you try to keep your eyes on what other people are doing right and i was lucky enough to come down here you know full arms and embraced by really lovely people and a fucking solid community i i could sing whole praises on how beautiful it's been down here for me. And it's really, I'm really lucky to be doing it, you know,
1: that it's rules. Cool. Yeah. So now going back to the, uh, the darkness for a moment the darkness. and the, uh, the cancer situation, how yeah. long of a situation was this for you? And like, how did it change your lifestyle? If at all outside of a career path?
0: Sure. Yeah. I, you know, I acted like a real dick. If I'm being honest, I was just like a piece of shit because the whole idea of like consequence was taken out of your life. You know, like when a doctor says, you know, a a person you're meant to trust says, this doesn't look good. You know, we have these things that go about it, but it doesn't look good. So you're like, fuck, dude!" like everything you look at every relationship you've ever had? It has a whole new gleam to it. And you can either decide to be like, well, everything sucks and fuck it all. What does it matter? Or you can be like, holy shit this is incredible. That person is amazing. I love this person. I hate that person. I don't need that person in my life. And, you know, it just cleans up the fucking bullshit for you. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, it just happens. And I was like, dude, if, if tattooing is it, and I can express myself completely, I have to respect it because this is how I'm going out. You know, because you were in the mindset of like, you know, you almost, almost always have a guillotine over your head. I know that's like.
1: Were you already dark. into the tattoo stuff when this had when you were diagnosed, um, or was
0: it like right around the same time? Like a lot of, it, yeah, I was right around the. I got diagnosed like in my when I was working at a shop. Okay, you know, I, didn't, I didn't start tattooing. I, you know, I, I like I said, I helped I open the shop. Yeah, yeah. And but um, you were out of the the GE situation. Well, that was what solidified it for sure. I, oh, okay, so you I were like also doing. Did. Yeah, multiple jobs. Okay, gotcha. And I've worked at the exchange. I know I was telling you about that. Yo, yo, I worked at the exchange. Worst
1: job I ever had. What what for real? Yeah, I fucking hated the people that I worked with, except for (sighs) one dude. There was one cool dude, but everybody else at that place was dog shit. (laughs) You know, I No, there may have been a couple nice people, but most I don't know.
0: There's I'm very volatile sometimes. And I don't mean to be, yeah. You don't seem like you seem like actually you're one of those people that I've heard. Like I said, strong community. Yeah. And you're one of those people I've heard so much about from so many different people. Why do you have that super old IBM over there?
1: Oh, so that's my that's the my, my Windows 98 tower it's the first computer I ever started recording music on. And I still have it and I keep it because I got like a bunch of old stuff on it. Like I've
0: had it since high school it still runs yeah that's fucking cool that's so that's awesome it just really sticks out you know anyway you're (laughs) i've heard so much about you from different people do you remember um keith who did a um a beetlejuice tattoo on you yeah he said he fucking loves you yeah Uh, message message from keith i I saw him right before i came out yeah Uh, he's a very good friend of mine um obviously you know mikey yeah um i know the punchline guys oh yeah um just a lot of people have talked about you and they've said that you do a laundry list of things. Like I would hear like one be like, Oh yeah, he draws. I'm like, Oh, what the fuck you, you draw, right? Yes. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> you, you know, you also do this. You're in a band. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I photography as well.
1: It kind of. Yeah. Yeah. A little. You're doing it.
0: <laughs> um, that's so cool. It's just super interesting. And I, I, I feel like I am lucky to meet all these people down here. You know, I'm, I'm the, uh, what expat or whatever you want to call me. And, uh, moving down here has been like a very rewarding thing because I have this sense of like, who do I want to give my time to? Who do I not? Like, it's just not worth it. Totally. You know, I don't have to pander to people. I mean, I guess I pander to you a little bit, but there is something I'm very passionate about and I think you already know. But like, um, I don't know. It's it's just an interesting thing to like have your brain turned off from that and then like super focus on one particular thing, that being tattooing and what brings with it community. That was the longest. What the fuck was I even talking about? I don't even know.
1: (laughs) Well, I I I was uh, feeling guilty because I said that everybody I worked at the exchange with was dog shit, and that's probably not true. I'm sure there were a couple nice people that I worked with, but
0: I just hated that job, dude. I just fucking hated it. I fucking, you know, I was pretty much only doing it to get discounts. Yeah, I have a way out of control Blu-ray collection. Oh, nice. I'm super into Criterion films, which is like automatically well this guy's a douche yeah but i like him and i uh, have i have
1: i don't i I don't own really any blu-rays i never got into the blu-ray but i have uh, a i have a nice vhs and dvd collection with some criterion pieces as well nice yeah
0: do you um do you have any of the they have a few they had a few pressings of it's not it's not um it's not a record what the hell is it uh laser disc okay they had a few laserdisc shots uh, of Criterion films. Like, yeah, I, well, I think like the first like twelve films that they released. I think they did on that. Yeah, I never was
1: a laserdisc guy. No, some
0: people like to collect them. I, I'm not one of those people. Yeah, yeah. You collect a lot of fucking records.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I do have a, a fair amount of records.
0: I th- that job, the exchange in particular. And I worked with nice people, so I'm sorry that that sucked for you. But I mean,
1: that's the thing. I worked at Starbucks for a long time, and that seems like it would be a hell job. But my staff was awesome, yeah. so I
0: liked the job. It's such a weird thing, right? You could work the shittiest place, and you know, maybe one of the things I miss about like uh, maybe a corporate structure, right? You know, just you know what you have to do, you go and do it, and that's it. But you have the splatterings of all these like really fucking awesome people that meet mm-hmm. you, that you meet along the way that you're like also trapped there with. Which, like, creates this weird, I don't know, fucking Stockholm yeah, syndrome. Yeah, I kind
1: of miss, to some degree, like, the Starbucks days because um, I'm very thankful for the life that I have now and the way that I'm able to keep the lights on in fuck this yeah. room because it's cool. Yeah, fuck yeah. But also, I miss the days of just, like, show up at this time, mm. make coffee, go home. Yeah.
0: Totally understand. Like
1: Nowadays, it's like, you know, it's constant responsibility and like, I'm always getting texts and, hey, can you do this? Can we get these things done a little bit sooner? You know, always moving around my schedule. Right, and it's just dude. like, it's cool because I'm doing it for myself. Right. But also like, it was <laughs> nice whenever it
0: was just kind of like, yeah, How- wake up, show up, fuck off. Right. Yeah. You, you don't have to forget it. You, you forget about it. For us though, homework, messages, do this, you know, res- reschedule this. It's, that's fucking There's stressful. There's no
1: man. like separation of work and
0: life balance really anymore. Well, you know, with the fucking, with this, uh, quarantine experience, that was the first time in, since I was a kid that I had had that much time off with no job at all. Right. Cause it was not safe to tattoo. I didn't feel safe doing it. And I'm also, you know, quote unquote, immunocompromised and I didn't want to put myself at risk or anyone else. So we were, I was completely off and to be like, <laughs> I don't know, like trying to find a structure or whatever. It was hard. It was hard for me at least. But through that, I was like, you know what, when I'm coming back to it and now I am, I'm not going to sell like every uh, facet of myself to working. You know, like I have to pursue me and the, the things that I'm attracted to if I want to give better experiences to my clients or my friends or whatever. So I like, I'm trying really hard, really hard with my phone, like deactivating stuff, turning shit off, having time to be like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ride my bike for this many hours. Sure. And literally talk to no one. Don't answer an email. Don't fucking reschedule anything. I know you want to, but don't fucking do it. You know How do we, how do we respect ourselves and still be this autonomous fucking like, you know, I'm self-employed. I do whatever I want. But you're not. You're not doing whatever you want because you are also like, you got to fucking work and it's like how do you fucking balance those two things i'm trying to figure that out and that's it's kind of why i'm here talking to you it's almost okay. like therapy
1: yeah yeah the, this show is 1000 percent therapy for me as well and uh it may make you feel good to know that you're never going to figure it out nope
0: no <laughs> i know I, I,
1: so just get used to the the madness now because yeah
0: you think after like you know almost seven years i'd be understanding of it but fuck man it's just like well,
1: dude, seven years is nothing which i feel I like it's so weird because like i'm at this point now with uh because outside of Greywalker, i do hip-hop stuff too and the fuck
0: i didn't even know that yeah okay that's um
1: cool. and that's probably what i've been doing the longest out of anything like I, st- I started making beats when i was in eighth grade hell yeah and um i've been playing shows and doing all this stuff for a really long time like a way long time like over half my life at this point and i'm turning 35 next month. Yeah. So October. Yes. October 23rd. <gasps> I'm October 28th. Hell yeah. Are you a Scorpio? No, I'm I on the, cusp. I don't care about that shit. I'm just I, just, I just, I literally just found this out. Well, my girlfriend found this out. It's a long story, but I am whatever it is before Libra. I don't know. I'm a know. cusp thing. <laughs> you're like I'd,
0: a, you're like a rising moon setting sun.
1: Yeah. The, the, all that shit. She was talking about it. Libra Scorpio. It. It's interesting. Because, like, you, whenever that stuff, like, it, <laughs> I feel like the way that whoever writes those fucking things are, like, geniuses. Because dude, they're pieces of shit. They're <laughs> able to, like, perfectly describe anybody. Yeah. It's because it's so like, ambiguous. It's like ambiguous, like, nice traits that everybody has yeah. and, and terrible traits that yeah. everybody has. Cause they we're all fucking in. human beings. Yeah, so exactly. like, you read it and you're like, Oh my God, that's so me.
0: It's like, yeah, yeah it's fucking everybody. Yeah, dude, there is a, there is a video online and this, it was just a test of like, they just took all the, you know, one month's descriptions of all the things and they just moved them ahead one bit. Right. So like a Scorpio would be whatever the fuck is after me. I don't even know. I'm so dumb. Um, and they would read them to those person like, oh, well, yours is actually this, and they'd read it, but it wasn't theirs. Yeah, and they'd be like, oh, I know that is one hundred percent. And they would ask, did you identify with this? And did you think that the uh, the other stuff was not you? And one hundred percent, they were all like, that was me, nailed sure. it on the head. Sure, there was a fucking a farce. Yeah. Well,
1: this is the thing. Like, I'm not, you know, uh, an incredibly religious person, Nor and, but I. I don't have any ill will towards people that are into it because over time what i've found with religion that i find very similar to this horoscope thing sure is that there really isn't anything like terrible in the readings and for the most part it's maybe giving some people some sort of a moral compass to live their life by and to be cautious about things yeah yeah so it's maybe not a bad idea for you know somebody that's feeling down on themselves to read something like oh you know this is your time to shine this is your season you know like yeah, dude. great good i hope that person feels it and i hope they do something good for themselves
0: <laughs> dude imagine i know it's i'm like laughing like an asshole but like imagining someone being like T- this month is gonna be my month and they like put down the magazine or whatever the fuck they're reading they're like god damn it i'm doing it donnie i'm doing it and you're like i, I don't know i if that's what your fucking fuel comes from Get after it. I, yeah. I, t- I say I, I I partner with you completely on that. I'm not religious at all. It's not for me. But I I respect very much so the idea of like f- having faith in something. Yeah, you know that gives you structure, that gives you hope. That I, I you would be inhuman not to get behind that. That's a real yes, and I agree with you.
1: 10,000%. And mm. I feel life is too damn miserable and too complicated and mm. too weird to really judge anybody seriously because, you know, they Richard. get hope out of a horoscope. Mm. You know, oh, motherfucker, yeah, exactly. I got tattoos of all
0: the Ninja Turtles on me. I, Who the fuck <laughs> am I yeah. to
1: judge anybody and how they live their life? You know what I mean? I'm, I want to
0: see those at one point. Sure. FYI. Okay.
1: okay it's just like, who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. You know, I have my bullshit that makes me happy. Right. You have your
0: bullshit that makes you happy. Yeah, which we'll let's just
1: be happy. Yeah,
0: exactly. I. But why is that such a radical idea or 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 thought? Right. As soon as like we say that, we like, oh, that's obviously everyone thinks that way. But then you look outside of the world and you see that in in all communities and all groups, tattooing, whatever, podcasting, whatever it is, and you're like, obviously, we should all get along. But somewhere. Somewhere along the way, the ego gets in the way, you know, people are greedy and property gets in the way and people just like fucking stomp on each other for no fucking reason. It's so, it's so odd to me. I feel that like most of the people
1: that are very terrible Mm. just haven't gone through anything. Dude. And I think that it's like impossible to develop any sense of empathy if you have never gone through some real shit
0: dude, that makes
1: you like relate
0: and understand what other people's struggles are. Yeah, dude. It pains me to say that like you almost can like pin someone who's gone through something really dark. You like, there's just something about them, whether it, you know, how they walk, how they talk. There is a prerequisite for like, have you seen some dark ass shit? Okay. Then you probably are a little more understanding than someone who's just like this innocent lucky flower that just keeps growing in a me in a meadow, good for you, but this person has yeah. been stomped on, and their reality is like just as valid as yours, but it's like they are seeing a part of the world that is like i don 't know hopefully empathetic because i I agree I think a lot of people who have seen or gone through hard shit and you know how much of our the punk community do you see people like just like the oddest characters? completely defining, defining themselves with their hair, their power ranger socks, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's their expression. And they usually have some fucking crazy story behind it that has like presented them with this opportunity to be themselves. And like, how, how could we not see that and just be like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. You Go do you. That's incredible. But as soon as it, tum- you know, it turns into like, I'm going to stomp on your shit, you know, fuck you. It's just fucking, it's ruined. Like, why do we have to always ruin it? Is I, my main question in this world is like, just let people be. Yeah. I Love mean, it, it,
1: it's hard to say it's different probably for every person because, you know, there are people that have gone through shit and they're
0: still assholes. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, um, I like to pretend that like <laughs> that makes them like good people. They're like, yeah, whenever my parents died, you're like, oh, wow, that must be really awful. You're like, yeah. Who gives a fuck? You're like, oh, dude, what the fuck?
1: You know, I I, I think for, I, I I go back and forth on this because I've always, for a long time, I tried to tell myself, like, it's so much easier to be nice mm. than to be an asshole. Yeah, Why wouldn't you just be nice? Yeah, that's true. But that only stretches to a certain point. Because I mm. think once you actually get into the whole concept of empathy and forgiveness and mm. putting yourself in other people's shoes and like making yourself vulnerable. Yeah. That is very difficult to it do, especially totally with, I mean, if you can't be open with yourself, how are you going to be open with other people? Yeah. And if you're somebody that has all this shit inside you that you've never been able to come to terms with, That's you're going to look at the world perfect, in this terrible way.
0: Perfect example. I was, I was just going to say like it, that would be a beautiful thing, but we often dredge up shit that we don't realize is like underneath our nail beds. And you know, when we're fucking scratching and crawl, crawling away, we realize that it's there and we start freaking out and then we project it onto other people. Dude, literally, I mean, I was trying so hard not to talk about this, but it's real and I have to fucking be honest with it. Like, obviously, that goddamn debate last night <laughs> was insane. Right? I, it just like factually and and historically that was insane to me. And I so much of myself was just like so angry automatically and I wanted to be like an asshole to everyone who I thought even remotely could be like the opposition of what I was hoping to see in the world. Right. And I mean, I really was pissed off, you know, especially the whole fucking, you know, proud boy comment. You know, it's just fucking madness, really disgusting, really saddening. But I was like, okay, that happened. Right. There are people out there that are going to be like, hell yeah. Right. How do I come to terms with that and not fucking like lose myself or lose my identity? And that was like, how do we How do we write? How do we let people live and be respectful of each other and yet still know that are, there are people out there who have uh, backward beliefs like race, you know, re, re, you know supremacy and because of race? Yeah. How do we fucking get rid of that and still be respectful and like joyful all the time? It's fucking really hard. And I've been like trying my best to like cope through it, but I knew it was going to come up and I'm sorry, but I had to talk
1: about it's it. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, you know, the, these episodes usually... This will post like a few weeks from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows what the hell has happened even since we recorded this. Yeah, the the
0: VPs next week, right? Yeah, so
1: the debate that we're referring to is the first presidential debate that happened last night on September 29th of 2020. If the world is still here whenever (laughs) (laughs) this fucking podcast airs.
0: If we fucking die. Okay, let me ask you this because we don't know each other, right? Yeah. Do you hope and also believe that um, extraterrestrial life will come and eradicate this planet? I don't think that'll happen. You don't think so? I
1: think if there's extraterrestrial life, I would hope that they would be more civilized and understanding than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on on a level that is not like some like you know barbaric fucking right. fifth the element-esque conscience. aliens <laughs> which would be tight don't get me wrong like i'm i'm here for it if that happens yeah you know but
0: i i, I hope that too <laughs> i totally hope that and that that's probably the more rational way of looking at the possibility of extraterrestrial life but i'm not going to say that i wouldn't be like oh my god this is amazing if you know some like apocalyptic shadow came over the city of pittsburgh and you know it, we were like oh shit we didn't know before now we know and then blink we're gone oh, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be sick dude I feel
1: like if that ever happens the last thing that I'm gonna scream into the world is like I guess the algorithms weren't that important as my social media accounts get burned away along with
0: the rest of my body <laughs> dude Um, I would I would yell <laughs> Uh, I don't fucking know. I'd be like, fuck, I don't know. (laughs) Um, damn it. I would probably try to con or I would yell, uh, farts or poop or something. Okay. You know, just one last instance of being a child and then just fucking. Yeah, it would be interesting to see just
1: to know that it exists. I feel the (sighs) same way about the supernatural and ghosts and things like that. Uh, I have never had a supernatural experience in my life. Mm. So I'm very much like, well, it's not that I don't believe in ghosts. It's just, Mm. I just don't, I haven't had this. So I can't say like, I don't know if this is, you know? Yeah, that's fair. I,
0: I personally am like, you know, I'm, I don't, that stuff doesn't, for me, I don't really believe it. And I've, I've gone to a few of those like prisons and stuff. So cool. Right. And, like, you know, you're usually, like, walking around, and then you'll hear, like, ah! Ah! Mm-hmm. and everyone, like, freaking out. <laughs> you're like, Dude, it was a rat, you know? Like yeah. But um, if they are real and I'm wrong, I'd be so stoked. Like, if one just, like, came in right now and just, fu- like, possessed you and, like, fucking, like, exploded your body or something, sick. I'd be so cool. And I would be way—I'd be, like— Okay, don't mess with spirits, you know, I gotta do my incantations, all this stuff, yeah, I would take it way more seriously.
1: I think that
0: I just the world if
1: the world is here, and if I don't explode from a ghost from a ghost and uh you know to kind of tie a bow on this whole presidential <laughs> debate thing oh, yeah, that we were so talking about, um, oh, God. I totally feel where you're coming from yeah. in terms of you know certain very like, obscure. Like they're relatively obscure things. Like most people that I know. Mm that are like normal people, people that aren't like politically charged in any sort of way, mm-hmm. don't know what the fuck a proud boy is. Yeah, that's true. They have no fucking idea. And sure. I feel like there was a lot of stuff that they were bringing up that was yeah. really geared towards people that are like either super charged on the left or the right. Yeah. But all the people that are just kind of like, I'm watching this because I don't know what the fuck's going on. I just need to know like who I might want to vote for. Right. All of those people were probably like, what, what the, the f- fuck are you talking about?
0: Absolutely, fucking <laughs> Trump used a lot of dog whistles. So he used a lot of key terms that were like meant for people who know what they're talking about to know what he's talking about. You know, that's just what he's, that's just been his game. You know, the, the, the far left or the radical left, um, you know, you know, consistently calling protest, peaceful protest, riots, you know, just changing terms to like identify with specific people. Like the whole, I mean, dude, the fact that this fucking piece of shit said, I, I mean, I know I'm revealing my cards is how I feel in this person, but he said uh, s- stand by to a- yeah. That was, that was a weird thing to
1: say. Yeah,
0: it, uh, that's that's I I have to look at it. I, I studied international law at Penn State, right? I, so I went for business management, yeah. and international law, and then I morphed them into a master's about corporate philanthropy. Anyway, so I, I I studied a lot of that stuff. I had to. I had to read about you know presidential debates. You know our interactions internationally. How, how do we cope and relate to the EU, uh, China, whatever. And all I could uh, keep repeating in my head was, this is how a generation of people of of kids um who have been traumatized through a, a pandemic experience of of no one's to blame, you know, really, but are now watching a a section of uh, you know, power behave in a certain way, say things to another person in a certain way. That is normalizing. You know what I mean that that dude interrupted another old man. I think they said like over 70 times and, and then also could not fathom the idea of, of, um, you know, calling out and, and, uh, clarifying that the KKK, that white supremacy and proud boys are a hate group. Couldn't do it. And thousands of people, or thousands, probably <laughs> way more than that <laughs> saw that, yeah. especially younger kids is my unfortunate focus. And, uh, and think that's that's normal now.
1: Yeah, I mean, part of me hears what you're saying, but I'm also pretty convinced that most young kids probably couldn't have been bothered to watch.
0: Oh, okay, that's a good point. I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hope so. I fucking I, hope so. I, I, all
1: I could do is like relate to life in my experiences. Sure. And when I was younger, and all the Bush stuff was going on, I was so uninterested i couldn't give a shit less and mm. i had that system of a down shirt on yeah hell yeah i still do. couldn't give a fuck even yeah. though i was listening to you know i was listening to rage against the machines tells right. fucking 10 yeah you know so it's like i know i i have these ideas of these things but they're I think abstract it, it just it, yeah, it yeah. wasn't in my brain space to like mm. really care about this i think that's a little bit different today
0: with so. you know
1: um a lot of the blm stuff and all that i think there are younger people who are more interested but i don't oh, think fuck, yeah a lot of those people are watching the debates i feel like they're interested maybe on i don't know i don't i don't have any friends that are fucking 17 so i have <laughs> no fucking idea what the fuck they're into okay let's,
0: let's check this out i'm gonna round it i'm gonna round it about yeah i weirdly have this um you know touchstone into younger generations or, or whatever classes i guess because tattooing welcomes in almost all walks of life. Well, no, all walks of life. And that means and a, lot a lot of 18-year-olds. A lot of 18-year-olds. And and actually in some places, you, at least in Pennsylvania, you're allowed to tattoo 16 and 17-year-olds mm-hmm. with parental consent. Yeah. And uh so when you are, uh, you know, stuck with that person and you have to kind of communicate with them, you kind of you know, you try your best to be like, "Hey, so what are you interested in? What's going on in your life?" Blah, 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 blah. whatever, right? And I will say uh for more than just this reason i think a lot of them are very much um attached to uh you know they have their the the thumb on the pulse of what's going on uh and i think that's a really good thing because i you know i believe in people being politically and socially active uh is very very important and i wish i would have learned that even earlier than i did you know being a part of a punk community it just kind of happens for you so you know yeah it's a strange thing i'm literally punk rock fucking saved our lives i'm gonna say maybe and or you know maybe hip-hop or or metal whatever it is for you but um i i think a lot of people are and i and i hope so but i have these weird connections to younger generations and it's especially so in pittsburgh because we have so many colleges here you know like every time there's a new fucking semester or a new year there's a whole new batch of kids who are like, oh shit, I'm on my own. Yeah, I'm going to get a tattoo. Fuck my parents' money. I'm going to spend <laughs> it. And, you know, good for them. That's cool. You know, I, I express yourself. But uh, I talk to a lot of them and it's as weird as that sounds. I, I just fucking... No, it makes I, sense. I tend to interact with them and uh, I try to do... I mean, there's always going to be the chance or, or not the chance. It definitely happens that I'm just like a weird out of touch old guy to them. But um for the most part, I can kind of identify with them and just be like, Oh shit. Like you're seeing the world at such a unique perspective right now. Like imagine if we were fucking 18 going through this shit right now. It'd be yeah. Weird, right? I'd yeah. be like, what the fuck was going on right now? Yeah.
1: Um, I, 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 I don't know what it would be like for me. I have no idea. It's hard. It's really hard to put yourself. I know. I know. Into, the,
0: into that position. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in my head thinking about that shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it's just so, yeah, I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen. It's, exhausting thinking about the world outside of myself but i feel mm. bad if i'm not
0: yeah right it's like a, a test of empathy or a test to like you know put yourself in other people's shoes and i wish people did it more you know especially in regards to like the whole idea behind you know the blm movement or you know black lives matter and i wish people were more capable this is another reason uh we're uh we're more capable of like hearing those people's stories and being like, just for a second, just one fucking second, put yourself in their shoes, right? And just try to hear what they're saying, hear their like vocal truth that they're trying to express or scream or whatever it is. And again, just try to be like, what could their experience be like? Even if you're just guessing wildly, I think it would do a lot to bridge the gap between those divisions, as sad as it is. And what I was going to say is, Um, one of those particular protests, I've gone to quite a few over the last few months and I see and interact with, because some of them do, um, exercises, I guess, like one in particular happened at the Christopher Columbus statue up in, uh, Shenley park. Mm -hmm. And, um, Nick, who is kind of the head of it, I guess, uh, she asked everyone to find a partner, a stranger, and talk about the first time they realized they were the skin color that they were. You know, when did they realize that there were other people that didn't look like or had the same experience as them? And I talked to a fucking 18-year-old. um I think his name was Austin. I can't fucking remember. But, you know, the fact that that dude was at a protest whereby violence or, you know, brutalities could have happened to him. It says something pretty profound. I mean, he was just a fucking young, like, he looked like kind of like a, a Leo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, like, uh, he uh, he was there and he was a part of it. And he told me a really, like, beautiful story. And uh, that interaction was, like, so fucking nice and essential to, like, connect to society and be like, fuck, this is a Pittsburgh community. And these people are having real experiences here. Our Pittsburgh people, right? Everyone – Every, everybody fucking talks about Pittsburgh like it is like this solid wall of of like of uh, pride and and sports and you know companionship, but man, there's a lot of fucking holes in that wall, a whole lot, and it fucking bums me out. And I do I I want to see those walls filled and patched up. Yeah, I mean, I think that
1: that's you know more a result of human nature than mm-hmm. Pittsburgh itself. That's, I mean, of course, of course, sure. You know, there may be some areas and towns that are more known for their dance community than their fucking football team. Mm-hmm. But those people were still people, you know of what course, I mean? Of and course. there's no reason that people in one community are going to be any less um, empathetic or more of a douchebag right. than
0: another part of the world. Yeah, I know. I, I just, I think coming here, I saw the packaging of like, you know, all of the, the major sports leagues, all of like these huge, like drinking culture and not, you know, to comment on that, but like, that's a connective societal, uh, expression of culture, I would say like everybody going out to drink and hang out. And I was so sure of it. And I, I, you know, I mean, I, I still found it, but you know, you start to see those, you know, the, the cracks and so on. And like what happened in squirrel Hill, right? Yeah. Uh, I lived like right over there and dude, that was an intense fucking day. And I didn't, nothing happened to me. You know, none of my family members were hurt. Um, but you know, you saw, you saw the whole bus it open, but then watching it come together was so fucking beautiful, dude. Did you, I mean, do you remember any of that stuff happening over there? Like people sat on, um, the street was it Forbes, I think. Is it Forbes or Fifth? Maybe it's Fifth. Um, well, such
1: Forbes Avenue is the main street that goes through and it's then Ohio. it intersects with Murray. Murray. Okay, Murray I, Forbes. Yeah, Forbes yeah. and Murray.
0: I lived right off Murray. you think I'd remember this, but I'm an idiot. But dude, hundreds of people sat out there and I got to hear that people like sing songs and like I sat with them and, and listened. You know, I, again, I'm not very religious. Nothing happened to me. I'm just a part of the community and I was trying to connect deeper to it. And that was fucking like so beautiful and so... Uh, profound of an experience that I am, you know, hopefully waiting for that to happen now. Like we've had so much loss in the city and, and nationally or internationally, however you want to look at it. When are we going to fucking say, let's bring people together. Let's talk about it and let's fucking push on. It's, it's, it's such a bizarre thing that we've, we're still in this huge social dilemma of, you know, not patching the hole that's right there. You know, like the it's uh, we have you know serious race problems in the city and this country and it's it's so close to being talked about, which is one of the things I do want to talk to you about. Um but we have to um give each other a little bit of a push sometimes, you know, just to get to that precipice to look over the other side and be like, "Okay, we don't want that. We want to be together. We want to be Pittsburgh strong or you know stronger than hate, all that stuff. How do we get back to that? And I think a lot of it is visual uh, connective because we're not like able to go out. uh, We're missing that kind of opportunity to heal in that way. And obviously we got to wait until it's safe. I'm not saying that we shouldn't, but I hope that that day is coming soon that we can start to heal as a city and like deal with the problems that we have. Hopefully.
1: Sure. My interest in discussing these things is always around like again i've said this word 10,000 times today but like empathy and like a lack of empathy and understanding yeah and i think the issue again for a lot of people like normal people like i was saying like people that i know that i could be like right they're detached that, from like, it yeah they yeah. like they don't fucking know what the fuck right. trump's talking about in the debates or even if you know somebody's bringing up like antifa or something like people are like what is that like I <laughs> don't, we don't know, know what the fuck you're talking about right, right of and, you know for like i like i'm always like listening to a lot of stuff during the day just trying to keep up with so it's like part of my i'm convinced that everybody knows these things because i'm in it all the time mm-hmm. people aren't
0: yeah for sure so
1: that same thing goes into the race issues where i think there are a lot of just normal citizens that go about mm-hmm. their day that are like what the fuck are you talking about mm-hmm. i don't see this you know what i mean like You know, I like I have black friends at work or I work with, you know, this many people or there's this and that people, you know, like they don't see the disconnection because they're just on they're in their own bubble. And I find that, you know, for most of those people that are in their own bubble, in a way, it's kind of like I envy it Mm. to some degree. But a lot of those people are probably the people that have the GE jobs, Mm -hmm. like back to that thing where it's like they don't have time to really think about too much else other than, well, I have my, you know, 40, 50, 60 hour work week. I got the kids. I got this and that. And it's just like, you know, fuck the rest of the world. I'm just trying to keep, you know, food on the table, lights on. Sure. And how do I make time for other people's problems when, you know, I'm trying to to have like a daughter going through puberty. Right, right. Of course. (laughs) All that just like shit that like normal people go through. And that's the majority of Mm. the country yeah yeah I, I would i so
0: totally see what you're saying,
1: and then mm. aside from that, and you have have people on one side well, people on either side that believe very strongly yeah. in the things that they believe in, sure and it's like you know how are you going to
0: massage those together?
1: yeah <sighs> I, I am no not a clue. a social expert by any means it's really I just know what i. How I feel about the world, and I'm always happy to talk to whoever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. The, what's this? What's the likely situation that I'm going to be brought into a scenario where I'm face to face with somebody that has strong oppositional views mm-hmm. of me? It's probably very unlikely that that's For going sure. to happen. Yes. Unless something like you know, a protest happens and then the wrong group of people show up, but those people are showing up for the wrong reasons. Reasons. They're not there to talk. So it's like, what the, it's like, how do you bring this together? And I start thinking about like, you know, like the animal kingdom. It's like, if we think about the fact that like, okay, well, we're all animals in some way, but we're just evolved on a different spectrum. Right. Right. You know, like there's certain, types of fish that you don't buy and put in a fish tank with other fish because they're going to fuck each other up.
0: Sure. Oh, so it's I, like, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So okay, yeah. do we
1: live as, Are are we meant to co- coexist in the way that we mm-hmm. our empathy wants us to? It's like, I, it's like I, for me, I could be around fucking anybody, but right. there are some people that maybe just literally can't fucking do it.
0: Yeah. Okay, and I'm I not what saying, you're saying that I'm not excusing it, but yeah, it's like, right, right. well, it's like, not. you know,
1: it's like, but like thinking about like, if you break it down, like why are why do people feel this way? It's like you're brought up in this fucking part of the animal kingdom around these people that mm-hmm. believe a certain thing, and you don't hang out with those animals. You know, like Land Before Time, like fuck long necks, like that type of shit. I <laughs> Dude, mean, first there's off, there's a lot of racial undertones in that fucking in that's the Land true. Before Time.
0: Okay, I will say that that is true. Here's my pushback, though. The separation is that we are conscious and capable of, um, we are c- capable of empathy. I mean, um, of course on a spectrum, you know, some people have it better than others. Um, and we're in a, an environment that is, you know, forcing us into thinking a certain way. So I would say like, particularly our education system and the mass marketing of mass marketing, Sure, uh, be it of, of, of the military of police or whatever. Um, those things seep, have seeped into our culture and tell a certain story now, I would say. And we do have a a voice in saying what we accept and what we don't accept. So I feel you. That is a good ass analogy, especially because I love that movie. Um, but uh, I think because we are conscious and we can push things forward or pull them back, unfortunately, uh, that it's makes it still inexcusable i would say sure
1: i think it's a little most of my friends that are very uh empathetic and understanding i don't think it's a coincidence that they all happen to be artists in one way or another fucking
0: good point yeah and
1: they're able to open up their brain in like a creative way and they're able to challenge maybe something that you brought up that i think is a bigger problem which would be uh what we have been taught in textbooks throughout our lives, what the news tells us through from day to day, what strange. And like, there are a lot of people that are very much like, well, I write it on the internet. So it's true. Sure. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, I learned this in school. So that's true. Well, dude, do you remember the, the time, um, specifically when you were like, damn, I was taught a whole bunch of BS. Like I only got a quarter of the story from, you know, American history. Did you, was there a time when you were like oh shit what the fuck i, I mean honestly
1: weird. i think probably like really like listening to rage against the machine and uh, system uh, of a down dude great, and like great example you know even like weird stuff like you know like this isn't like political but like i was really into like straight edge hardcore when yeah, i was yeah, a yeah, kid yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so like listening to earth crisis and learning about oh, veganism yeah great like example. what the fuck you Great know example. like there's so many things that i'm not learning and like so many things that i'm reading about in songs right. and like it's interesting because i started listening to a lot of that stuff way before i was learning about it in school yeah 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 so there was part of my brain that was aware of things that they were talking about but i was like that's not the lyrics to the song sure
0: sure so sure, sure what is happening right yeah where is there's a disconnect yeah you know, it's the same th- dude i fucking feel you on that and um I think there is something very valuable about um, having the veil pulled from your eyes. You know what I mean? As as fucking cheesy as that is, there is a moment in most people's lives, m- most of them, I'd say, that they just, like, realize, man, I was fed a lot of misinformation. Yeah. And I, uh, there's, it's a powerful moment, and when you can, like, catapult off of that experience and be like I'm not going to be fucking down about it I'm not going to continue to subscribe to whatever bullshit I was I'm going to change Man, is it, I think good ass things happen in those times but they're hard to do. Having those opportunities I think like
1: another thing back in to 2016 it feels like that was forever ago
0: whenever yeah, time is a Trump lie, happened yeah time is a lie
1: Um, it was like honestly there's somebody who has spent a lot of time um being in weird-ass parts of the country whether it's you know on on like a tour or something right like yeah. i know what america is like outside of cities yes you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. small rural areas yeah, and yeah. the fact is that that's the majority of america for sure is that mm-hmm. not big cities no, is no. that and it was like, okay, I understand how Trump won just based off of that. Right. The majority of America is like, you know, who the fuck he was talking to at the time. Mm -hmm. And it's really annoying Mm -hmm. that that is the case, but it's the case. You know, these are people that don't, have this idea of like what city life is like. And they're told like I've had people I've had, there was one dude that I had on the show before Mm. who was an artist that lived in a small town somewhere that came here to go to point park. And he had never met a black person until he went to point park. What in the fuck? I can't remember where he grew up, Mm. but that was his thing.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: I've met people that, you know, never met like anybody that was gay until they were like 23, like all this stuff, you know? And like, I grew up in, I grew up in Wilkinsburg. I had gay people in my family. I went to a school where like, honestly, like it was like I was more of a minority in the school. Not, I, I'm not really? a minority. That's cool. Yeah, there was way more – people of color in my school when i was growing up yeah and like and even to some degree like i got picked on for being the white
0: kid in yes, school of course you did um and, and that's that was, how we got the freaking mall <laughs> rat dude
1: <laughs> and it was like it was totally fine like you know like it was a weird thing there was some like weird pseudo race stuff even in my family because of like sure. our neighborhood and just like i mean my like my, my grandparents Grew up in a different time, mm-hmm. in a neighborhood that was like you know very early segregated, of of and it's course. just like you know there was part of my family. It was like it was like you know some people would say some wild shit, mm-hmm. and then some other people would be like, well you know don't don't, don't mind don't, them, don't mind them. It's yeah. just kind of like it's just how they are. Yeah, so yeah. like it's tough. I grew up with this understanding of like the dynamic of like having people that in my family that were like racist but i don't feel like it was like racist because like it was like a sort of racism that i think is more common than like oh i want you know all people of color to be extinct it's more just like this ignorant racism where it's like you know like you it's like more based on um like a misunderstanding of stereotypes mm, okay. and like general like uh generalizations versus sure. like an actual like hatred for them as a person like you say shit that's just like yeah like stereotypes and generalizations and it's racist right but right, they're right. not it's not like you know what i mean i, I don't know I, how I, to describe it i, I think I, I, I do nowadays all of that kind of is lumped together yeah you know what i mean like you for can't sure. you can't wear uh a halloween costume without being racist to some degree
0: sure, sure which sure.
1: i mean I, I it's like you know you could feel how you want about that i really can't say anything because you know i'm a white dude but it's <laughs> like if you want to be you know if you want to be a, like whatever for halloween like i don't give a shit like i don't know yeah. if that's the the hill we should be dying on right now when there's so much oh, yeah, more work point. that needs done yeah but i totally get it I, it just seems like most of the time when that sort of stuff gets bought up brought up it feels like real frivolous for you know sure. what I mean? Like when there's people dying in the streets, and we're taking time out of our day to complain about Halloween costumes. I'm like, whoa, let's take a step back.
0: Yeah, but you think that conversation is going to come back this year, especially with Halloween? Oh, it being, always comes back. That's a good but point. But you
1: know what? The thing too is, I'm wondering how much of that conversation is genuine, and how much of it is you know Buzzfeed trying to oh, fuck yeah get clicks. Oh god, and yeah, then, that's and then you know oh, people see articles getting shared. And then that that, the idea gets put into people's heads that this is a thing now, but that's a whole nother fucking can of worms.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I know what you're saying.
1: Dude, I I am not smart enough really to have these conversations, but this this is shit that I think about and shit that I see.
0: Uh, Of course. And especially in the city and especially, you know, being a part of a community that interacts with that city and in that, like, you know, I put my shit out there because I want the city and the surrounding areas to see my work. But if I do that, I have to understand who I'm putting it out to, right? Uh, you know, there's something I want to bring up because we, we've talked about it, we've danced around it, and we, we, we you kind of wonder, like, how do we get to those conversations, especially heavy ones, and especially those of opposition, like straight opposition? Yeah. And this is something I've been, like, really pushing uh, to, like, get out as much as I can, and it's the the act that I'm... I'm, I'm doing cover-up tattoos mm-hmm. of r- racist, police cult, um, victims of sex, sex trafficking, uh, anything. You know, especially those of like neo-Nazis and members of the, the Ku Klux Klan. Now, I, I am doing them for free because I believe in the power of imagery is so strong that if we can erase it and get rid of that shit, that slowly, like I'm saying, like drops in a bottle, the culture will start, start to change. The language will start to change. You know, the, those identities, because you, you have tattoos. I, I know you do. And um, I think anyone that has ever had one knows that they can express themselves through it. And when you have something on you forever, I mean, that's like a fucking, that's a pretty loud piece on you. Yeah. So I think there is a, really, really an importance of eradicating that imagery and doing it by any means necessary mm-hmm. and uh, weirdly enough because i've do, I've been doing that i've been doing a few uh for a few months now uh i've had those fucking conversations with neo-nazis with members of the actual clan of of people who have made mistakes you know it doesn't have to be that extreme there's it, just people just as silly to have a confederate flag tattooed on them sure and you know maybe they're not as violent or or as dark as you know well, white supremacists but like
1: i mean dude it's like people get dumb shit tattooed on them all the time for no reason there yeah, are yeah. people with monster energy drink tattoos yeah, hell
0: there's a lot of them and you know i, I do don't i don't
1: feel like any of those people would like you know i don't feel like they believe that like you know <laughs> i i don't I, I don't know what i'm trying to say i cannot possibly compare the monster energy drink logo to the confederate flag logo i'm not smart (laughs) i'm not smart enough for this joke i wish i was but um it's i just feel like uh you know in your experience that you've had i'm curious Mm. you know talking with some of these people like their decisions to do these things you know is it very much just kind of like Almost like a herd mentality of like where they grew up, their neighborhood, mm. people being around them, and just kind of like wanting to fit in, you know. Like, yeah, you know, maybe you know, in some inner cities, you know, you want to fit in, you know, you you take a hit of the weed in the alleyway, you know. Yeah, sure. In sure. In, in Greensburg, if you want to fit in, you get a Confederate
0: flag tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing about Greensburg? Are they fucking, I don't know. I,
1: I, I've, I've heard some pretty shady things about Greensburg, not to Shit. call out. And I have some friends that live in Greensburg Suckers. that are totally nice people, but I've just, I know that I think, Beat him that, up, I think it's pretty red out there. I know that. Um, That's fine. You yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I I assume there are plenty of people out there that are doing well by their families and are nice, (laughs) hardworking American citizens. How political do I sound now, right? Yeah. There's good people on both sides. Yeah, of course. I (laughs) I apologize. I'm not I'm not that guy. No, I know you're not. But Uh, but, uh, it's it's. I've just heard that it's like that. Sure, there. and I think that that's the problem. Like that's like that empathetic thing in me is turned on so much that there's part of me. It's like, well, where the fuck are these people coming from? That aren't that's, like that's the perfect. white supremacist people, but are still Trump people. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like, what? Okay, it's like, it's like how? Like, why do they? Yeah, what's trying to understand that? I think is the move to getting. I feel you to bringing them to the side instead of like looking at them being like you're a fucking idiot.
0: Yeah. That's not the move. Nobody wants to be told they're a fucking idiot. Yes. Uh, Dude, you know what? uh, I I could not agree with you more. There there is something about having, even if it's just an ounce of empathy or even a remote sense of understanding of in no fucking way do I understand the ideation of the Confederate flag. It's dumb. You know, it's outdated and you lost. Uh, And it it, it stood for something horrible yeah so fuck off already well
1: i think it's dude it's like you know it's like one of those things that like you know you see it on pantera t-shirts you've seen oh, it dude, on, right. on the dukes of hazard you've seen it on fucking you know like it's just all these dumb things you know what yeah. i mean it's like as like ambiguous as like the Punisher logo, which always right. appears in inappropriate places, now yeah, police you know? it's,
0: dude. It's that's heavy police cult imagery for sure. Yeah, yeah, dude. I I literally which so weird. It's it, Wait, uh, I, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it literally. I'm like I'm like. <laughs> do you know? Who the Punisher is? <laughs> yeah, it, and they're like, oh yeah, what? I'm like, okay, you fucking obviously yeah, did not get and, it. And if you know, if you know this, and you relate with it, it's even more frightening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, And you could you could show this, like ask the same question of someone who is like, you know, really loves the fucking Confederate flag. Like, what what exactly about it do you love? I mean, you, if you just ask them enough questions and like kind of drill into them, they lose their fucking footing every time because they have no basis. It, it, it is based on you know. Improper education, uh, lies that they've been told, or as you were saying, I peer, think, peer pressure. I think most
1: of it honestly is like the imagery from shit, Other shit. Like, like, like pop culture, yeah. the implication of it in pop culture and people yeah. have attached to it as like, Oh, you know, I think Southern stuff's cool. I like whiskey and Pantera. So I guess I like the Confederate flag, which I don't think there's yes. any attachment to like what it was for sure. Because it was such a short period of time. You know, I, I had a friend yeah. on Facebook that said, uh, she made a post. It was like my emo phase lasted longer than the Confederacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: damn, yeah, that's another example. Yeah. Like there are fucking like emo fucking kids like us who were fucking like crying about you know some fucking use song that came on the radio or whatever. Longer than the existence of the fucking Confederate flag. I think that the one thing
1: that ties a lot of people together, whether they're, you know, weird punk metal kids like us, Mm. or if you're somebody that was a little bit more rural, Mm. I think pop culture over the past few decades has made so much of an impact on everybody, whether they realize it or not.
0: hundred percent. I could not agree more. And that is really why I think it's so valuable to um, take back that imagery and say, this will not be shown this is not a normal thing to uh glorify yeah or wear or or even like even just for the sense of just like you know being having a cool shirt or whatever or an, or an ironic shirt it's not cool anymore we're, we're getting rid of it and that has been my goal man and it has been so fucking rewarding and so mm, bizarre and unique to sit down and i mean you know unfortunately confront it you know like i'm not gonna like cover up your tattoo for free that is clearly uh, you know a symbol of hate and not talk to you about it so dude we've we've gotten into it with with quite a few different people but i have to come into it again with an an ounce of empathy and a lot of respect and you know i've got when i posted that thing online people like busted my balls for doing it sure because they were like oh you're trying to like hide nazis and protect them or you know do people a favor and my rebuttal was and is most of these people maybe don't have the same financial standing as you uh most of these people got these tattoos because of peer pressure or they don't really understand it and uh also what do you want them to do you know what what do we do with uh you know people who have made a really dumb mistake got a really dumb tattoo and now no longer identify with that piece what do you want them to do I I mean I really ask people and they're like oh, fuck them kill them this. Yeah, see, and you're like you're like you're just as bad
1: dude, as the other side that's then. that's the thing that honestly frightens me the most yeah. like legit like if I like really think about like the war like the the, the war on 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 humanity, yeah, yeah, that's right. That we are like really like standing at the fucking edge of is just like you know like growing up. It was always like for me, left was always like that was empathy, that was understanding, sure. that was forward thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I understand it. It's like okay, well, you know, nice guys finish last. Mm-hmm. I get that concept. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, nice folks finish last. If we want to make it inclusive, of course. I'm of course, not yeah. saying that ironically. Actually, I, I'm trying to be be kind uh it's like, it's the thing too, be it's like kind. i'm like fucking old and like you know what i mean like you know, I know. and then you're talking I, into this thing and I'm you gotta be like to, you know it's aware. like it's like you know i come from the generation of like idiots saying that would it. say like stuff was gay because it was dumb oh yeah of course of you course know? So yeah, like, you know so it's like you know i've been battling that for the past 10 years of my life the evolution like, of language I'm, yeah just trying to anyways yeah trying. To, i'm trying to be better but What I was going to say is that I understand that, you know, nice people, it's easy to get stepped on and you need to have some sort of retaliation. But just how violent and how hateful the left has become in some ways, in some aspects, whether or not like, okay, like I totally get what you're saying. Mm. And this is super justified. But the whole idea of like, you know, fuck the concept of forgiveness, fuck the idea of growth, Mm. the whole like idea of like burn it all down kill everything with no like what's the plan after that of
0: course yeah. i don't
1: know i don't know these things and maybe these people know something i don't know Mm. it's just like it's so strange to me to like that idea of violent like just how violent and yeah people mean
0: and they immediately go to that
1: yeah it's like oh this is really really Scary, and it's really sad because it's also a lot of like energy that's being directed towards people that are also on the left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of like directing that energy towards the the people where it should be, you know what I mean? It's like okay, I get it if all the people that you're really mad at are in fucking Greensburg, but you're in the South Side, so it's easier just to you know throw shit at somebody else on your side. Yeah. But I feel like there's there. I don't know. There has to be a more productive way to incite change instead of like, uh, you know, going after people that have the same end goal as you. Sure. It's just, just, there's so many distractions. Of
0: course. Yeah. I think there is a way. And I, I, I believe honestly, like giving opportunity for conversation as hard as it is. Um, and, and just giving people second chances. I know that's like, like the you know the most snowflake thing you could possibly say, but a, a lot of the people that I've got to work with, unless they are masterful liars and like you know like grade A like scheme artists or whatever, uh, one of my prereqs for getting tattooed by me, especially if I'm doing a, a cover-up tattoo, I say, "Are you ready to commit to what you're asking me to do?" You know, especially when it's a, a racist cover-up, I'm gonna say, I, I ask like, "Are you committed to the the steps that you know?" your racist belief need to die with this tattoo. You need to understand that equality is a thing and you need to respect people in that way. And, uh, most people are at that level, you know, especially if they're actively looking to get it covered up. But, um, I think there's a lot more of those people out there than we think. And the reason I say that is because so many of these people reach out to me, um, when they find out that I'm doing it and are like afraid or legitimately think I'm going to, it's like a, a a trick that I'm doing. Sure. That I'm like inviting them to just like secretly kick their fucking ass and like beat them up or whatever. Literally one dude thought that he was, cause he didn't know the shop. He didn't know any of us. He, you know, he's from West Virginia. Oh wow. Drove up here a- and was like, this dude was jacked too. I mean, I don't want, It <laughs> uh, was yeah. a jacked dude and he was literally afraid of, I mean, I guess we do have some intimidating people that work at our shop, but they're they're softer than teddy bears, really. And uh, he was like quite visibly shaken when we came back to my station. I was like, are you, are you fucking okay, man? Like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, uh, to be honest with you, man, I'm just like glad to be here. And you guys, and this is like being taken seriously because he thought that I was going to beat him up. And it sucks that, you know, the radical left has, has turned into this like, you know, has normalized violence. And I understand that violence is sometimes the only language that is spoken in, in cases yeah. like these, but I don't think it has to be specifically individual. And if we give people chances to talk and like express themselves or like whatever, like explain themselves I, man, the fucking opportunity there is so fucking like beautiful and it really has potential. Uh, and I, I've, I've, That's why I've I've been doing these, you know, trying to get it out there that I I am doing these, and I hope other people can find ways to um, make these conversations happen with people, whether it's your parents, whether or not they have tattoos like that or not. You can talk to people and fucking really make a difference. I I would say.
1: Yeah, I think that you know there are going to be people that believe what they believe, but Mm -hmm. if somebody a lot, so many people grow, you know what I mean. I'm not. The same person that I was today, that I was when I was fucking thirty.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah.
1: and I'm sure when I'm forty, I'm not gonna be the same dude now. Like, sure, I'm probably still gonna have Ninja Turtles figures and shit laying around the room. I fucking but hope there, so. There's nuance in your life that changes, and like you adapt and grow. And I feel like if you're, again, like you'd said, if the idea is for us to all move past hate, mm. you know it should be inspirational that mm-hmm. there is somebody that has been at the pre- precipice of some of the worst case shit. Like somebody it's like, you know, I was in a hate group. I was yeah. so dedicated to this that I had it in my skin forever. Sure. But I have moved on. I have learned, I have grown. And I, it's like, if you can convince somebody, like somebody in that position to do that, right? then you really have so much power Mm-hmm. But a lot of it, a lot of it is based on that empathy, giving people a chance to talk and just kind of like this judgment free sort of thing, because it's probably a lot easier for some people who maybe regardless if they don't feel like they believe that they're. You know if they don't have if they don't hold their racist beliefs anymore, but they're still in a super racist community around racist people, racist family. You know, yeah. then in a way they're like, I'm trying to think of a better word to say than closeted. But you know, like that yeah. whole concept of like, well, I
0: need to hide my identity from the people around me. People do grow and change. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. It's actually you know quite a few of the things we've talked about weirdly align with this. In that, like, we we both remember having toured and being like weirdly culture shocked within our own country, maybe a state or two or a city away from us. And that is just as real as, you know, these people who unfortunately have made mistakes and have gotten a Confederate flag tattooed or a fucking, you know, swastika, you know, I've, I've covered up a lot of those and, uh, I imagine their surprise when they are, are so stuck in that circle of bullshit that when they come out to a city like Pittsburgh or whatever, New York, whatever, and they interact with people of all shapes and sizes and colors and everything, uh, just like I asked you, when was the veil pulled off your eyes? Maybe that was theirs. You know, maybe, maybe possibly they had that strong belief, they experienced something new, and they're like, holy shit, this album rips. These people are amazing. This is so cool. I want to fucking go here. I, I want to make sure that that door isn't closed on people. Yeah. That opportunity to fucking say that was a mistake. We've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. Uh, and I don't want to be like that anymore. Um, How do I get, how do I move on past that? How do I get rid of this mark on me? How do I be more interactive with my community? And uh, I mean, we just, that that door always has to be held open or we are doing a bad job of it. Sure. You know, and I, I, I'm, I'm really proud of this project. So again, I'm like fucking like, please, if you know someone or you have a friend or whatever, who has a stupid, hateful, whether it's disrespectful to gay communities, uh, if you have a a friend who's an officer of the law and is a bit odd about it, talk to him about getting a fucking tattoo covered up, you know, especially Confederate flags, please. Um, Please get a hold of me free of charge. I will cover that shit up with you and I will have a serious discussion about your life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sure. You know, I, I think that I, I do want to wrap this soon. I'm surprised that the camera hasn't died. That battery. It's been going. We've been we've been we're almost at an hour and a half right now. Are you fucking for real?
0: Yeah, we've been rocking it. Dude, this is the, uh, you you uh, thank you so much for having me on first off. You're fucking an awesome dude. And this is a really nice like uh you know, welcoming little environment. I yeah. feel I feel very much at home cuz I, I I'd say my walls not as cool but look very similar to yours.
1: Hey, it's not, you know. It's it's just it's just i had things i have this
0: is your world
1: this is my world welcome
0: i know i you know it's so funny I've, I've i've listened to a lot of your podcasts and i've watched some of the videos and stuff and i'm always like i wonder what this fucking room really looks like it's a, it's. i think it's smaller it's it feels it's, smaller when you're in here yeah the lens i think does yeah. something to that uh-huh. yeah. yeah yeah i feel that yeah. I, it it i mean not this is not me commenting on it it, is a, it feels a little smaller in here but I do. I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah. The room is definitely not as big as as people assume it is. It's a lie, folks. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking lie. Hollywood. He's a liar.
1: He's a. Fucking- uh, <laughs> the one thing that I do to maybe tie a bow on this, what we were talking about in the conversation, and just to leave things to think about mm. um, for anybody that is listening and interested in what we're talking about here. Hell yeah. I assume they still are. We've been ramming about this <laughs> shit know, for dude. like the past fucking half hour. So if they're still in here, then <laughs> they're into it. So. You know, internet, social media, mm. it's bringing people together in a way that was unlike anything, right? Mm. So, in some ways, you know, it's able, you know, people were able to use it to find like minded people, whether that be, you know, and d group yeah, yeah, or yeah. other white supremacists. It could be used for good <laughs> and bad. Yeah, damn. Was- it could totally, you know, it's there. Yeah. But the thing is that, you know, In the midst of all this, we have the media, which I talked about before, Mm -hmm. that are posting a lot of things, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is very salacious, like, hey, I want to just get your attention, rage bait, as they call it, right? Yeah, sure, sure. And as someone on the left, Mm -hmm. you know, you have probably read some articles that were maybe from like a more right-wing publication, like Mm -hmm. a Fox News or some shit, Mm -hmm. that's very like attacking the left, Mm -hmm. you know, calling protests, riots and things like that. And you're like, that's not what the fuck this is. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you feel like there's this dramatic escalation of your, your worldview to people on the opposite side. Right. But at the same time, as someone on the left, when you read an article written by the left about the right, that's very dramatic. Do you automatically believe it? Or do you assume that maybe that could also be embellished?
0: Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's embellished. I, I, I mean, not always. Cause I, I will say, there is a bit of it's hard to tell and that's the problem right yeah 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 because
1: like you don't want to think that people can be that terrible you don't want to think that these awful things can happen but they do happen but also when you look at your worldview and you see people exaggerating your lifestyle Hmm. then it's like well it's very likely that other lifestyles can be exaggerated as well and how do you weave through this bullshit and decide like you know how extreme are things on the right? How extreme are things on the left? Yeah. Or is this all just shit that people that don't give a fuck about anything corporations Duh. are using back to the corporation talk are using to just keep us fighting while they make that. money off of all of
0: us. I could talk about that for a really long time. I, I, I'll say this. I, I think um, s- completely mistrusting the media is a dangerous game mm-hmm, yes. that has been pre- presented to us uh, quite literally he, he is the genesis of it because of Trump. Uh I, I of course there is embellishment. Of course there is emotional dialogue. Of course there is um you know left leaning or right leaning or or you know central um leaning articles, publications, um and and companies. Uh, those are okay, but i i think we undercut a lot of reporters and and writers who are genuinely trying to find a truth an objective truth and they write about it uh, and we should give them more credit than they're due. I, I really oh, believe yeah. that I, really I, do. I believe
1: they exist too, but it's no yeah. different than you know the that, that camera died. Did it? It did It's okay He's're gonna we're gonna hop up to the webcam
0: up there real quick. He's dead folks.
1: Hold on one second. I'm gonna reangle this real quick because I still want to talk.
0: Is that a Logitech? Yeah. How the fuck did you get that, dude? Have you had it for a while?
1: No, I actually got it in the pandemic. What? Um, yeah. So I fucking tried. There, it was pretty much impossible. I just signed up for the emails and just waited for them to uh, through lo- uh, on Logitech's, Logitech's website. Right, they had to like smart. notify
0: me when in stock. You bastard! That's so smart. So I just was I, it mad expensive? Was it more expensive n- than normal?
1: No, because I bought it straight from their website. Fuck.
0: That's what I should have done, man. I, yeah. I, 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 you, I was, could, you could still do it. Well, I got one. I, okay. I got a nice one now. But I... I, uh, I Did you buy I, one like secondary market? Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's such shit. It's uh-huh. so bad. It, it, you know, whatever. It's a piece of shit. But uh, I I got into <laughs> streaming uh, on Twitch. Oh, okay, cool. And I was like, you know, drawing tattoos and stuff online. And, dude, I had like the shittiest camera it was like a webcam you know what i mean yeah and it was like quivering and like my face would like blur into a million different pixels and stuff it was so bad but um uh what was, what was the point i was trying to make uh logitech webcams not being able oh, to get them yeah they, they were fucking impossible to get that with uh, microphones and uh stands yeah. like these uh-huh. everybody was trying to get into streaming
1: yeah i had which was cool you know it was funny the only I had to sign up for the emails, and as soon as that was active, I bought one. The And then I had to do the same thing for these uh, cam links. Oh, yeah. Because those things were... Oh, or, HDMI to yeah, it's the, USB. So that's what allows these cameras like that camera and this camera which is still working to operate i'm thinking about just buying another one of these because this camera looks so fucking good Mm. and it stays plugged in via usb the whole time so i have to worry about the battery dying dude that one it um it won't the
0: camera won't operate when it's plugged in because it's an older camera that's such dude i had a gopro that had that problem like it had like a long battery life but if you wanted to use it and charge it not allowed it, it it didn't record and charge. Yeah. So it, once it died, you're fucked. And I, I was like, well, what's the fucking point of this thing if I can't use it while also charging it? Like, even if you just had like a, you know, like an external battery, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel you. I, yeah. I mean, it's a nice camera. I don't know. Yeah, no, That's no, it,
1: it is. It is good. Um. It, it looks fine. But um. yeah, maybe... One day if I'm feeling frivolous, I just wish it was a situation where like that camera was a model that I could sell for enough money to like offset the cost. Getting this. But it's just one of those like things where it's like, it's like a PS2.
0: <laughs> Take it to the exchange. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> dude, what if you, what if you go there and your coworkers are like waiting for you there? It's oh, fucking oh, beat yeah, you the, up, yeah, dude?
1: I'm, If anybody that I worked with at the exchange in 2011 is still working <laughs> at that exchange God bless you.
0: If Josh Coomer is working at uh, the Peace Street Exchange right now, this very instant, I fucking love you. I love you so much. Yeah, yes! Dude, that was it. Dude. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, uh, I will say
1: I, I was very happy to have this conversation. I was happy to stimulate my brain around some of these things. Although most of the things that we talked about didn't quite require a. Oh, what else do you have? What the hell was that? Ba-da-da-da-da? So there's that one. I see the clap. Yeah, I mean there's 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 banks of sounds. What's eat? So eat. So eat this. Okay. Anybody that is still listening at this point, you're really in the weeds at this I know.
0: point. I'm so sorry. It's I, fine. It I doesn't get. matter.
1: So, um, there was a time period where I was really using this board a lot. Yeah. Because I would do things, and during episodes, if somebody brought up food, mm. I'd be like, "Oh, you brought up food. You got to eat this." <laughs> and then I would talk about a restaurant that I went
0: to recently
1: and recommend it. Unfortunately, now I can't really recommend any restaurants to go to I like hot dogs, unless you get takeout.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. What's
1: okay. What's tidy. So tidy was actually, this is the, the theme song intro. And whenever, whenever I had the beat that I put together, I named the file tidy up Mm. because when I was making it, I was also watching, um, the, um, marie kondo show on netflix <laughs>
0: i love that show yeah she's a so, fucking angel so yeah that oh
1: so that's the intro beat and then if that. somebody ever brought up a movie i'd be like you got to see this oh okay yeah that's and then good. if somebody brought up music i'd be like oh there's a really good album you got to hear it and i thought that sound was funny because normally i was talking about metal or something so you know
0: dude we should after this ends we should um uh, exchange some good music recommendations. I would love to. Okay.
1: I would love to. And then the clap and the boo are obvious. And then there's also uh, the second soundboard, oh, which shit. has, you know, traditions such as.
0: <laughs> oh, ah! And
1: then the whole Bill and Ted.
0: <gasps> oh, dude, classic. Yes! Our oh, maiden. Excellent! <laughs> Excellent! It's literally just fucking. Bill yeah, it's and all villains' head sounds. <laughs> did you see the new fucking movie? I did. I loved it. Dude, it was great. Yeah, it, it, I, I had maybe higher expectations, but I couldn't like unsee um, Keanu as um, uh, John Wick. Sure, and I, because I fucking love those movies, they're so tough. Uh, but uh, I still loved it. I yeah, thought it was I th-
1: it's like for that sort of stuff, it's always really important for me to go into it. With the understanding of like, bro, this is a Bill and Ted movie. Right, I know. I struggled with that. And like it's the same thing that like the first time that I really became empathetic in a cinema setting Mm. was whenever the newer Ninja Turtle movies came out. Tough topic. So whenever I saw the the first one that had came out uh i forget what it was called now because it wasn't into the shadows or out of the shadows i think that was the second one was the first michael bay turtles movie just n- ninja turtles i believe it was just still called teenage mutant ninja turtles i don't think it I've, had like a sub I've, a subtitle name. yeah i think so i can't remember but I, don't remember. I went and i saw that movie and i've told this story before in the podcast So i apologize but me and my new friend jress were we we're connecting that's right um i was in line to get a ticket i was seeing it by myself because that's just how things go sometimes that's that's okay i do the same thing um and there was a kid in front of me that had his little donatello backpack on god damn i knew you were gonna say it you know just like this like you know he couldn't have six seven eight i don't know a a kid he
0: was living it
1: stoked so stoked and i was like it just put me right in like the correct mindset before I even saw a second of the film because I was like, "Oh yeah, this isn't for me.
0: Yeah, this yeah, yeah. is
1: for this little dude." Yeah,
0: I feel you. I totally, <laughs> I totally, one hundred percent respect that because yeah. I, I, I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. Um, I'm a more Trek guy, and uh, when some of the newer movies started coming out, I was like, the last, the other three, I didn't, you know, the original other, uh, other ones that came out in the early two thousands, I was like, whatever, but these. I saw a line of kids that were all like, it was a family, I think, um, all dressed up and they were all so excited. I mean, I, I was too. It was, you know, it was a big deal when the next the last Star Wars movie came out or not the last one, you know, the first of the the last trilogy. Yeah. And thankfully, that's why I, I knew you were going to say that because I was like, damn, it's going to be the same thing because I have experienced it because I wanted to be like, this is going to suck. I don't care. It's going to be garbage. Yeah. But seeing the it was going to inspire these kids like those kids were going to be just as excited as I was when I first saw like the real original yeah. three and you got to respect that that's, a little bit
1: that's how I try to feel about everything now like with music you know it's like oh, sure Dude. maybe I don't give a fuck about um, I don't know
0: who's the a, new green day a new new green day is a good example new they're green, doing weird shit
1: new green day sounds like iPod commercials Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so true, <laughs>
1: ah! but um, uh, yeah, sorry, I, Billy. Like, You know, like what? Like okay, so like who's a big alternative band? Now? Like Twenty One Pilots.
0: Sure, okay, yeah, they examin- exist.
1: That's fine. Like you know, it's not one thousand percent my thing. Mm. But if somebody is listening to that and they're getting the same jolt of energy that I got the first time I listened to like Linkin Park. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. dude. <laughs> the,
0: dude, imagine putting on their buckets their headphones like you know what. I'm just gonna play some 21 Pilots. Screw you, Dad! And they like oh, totally, totally. Ah,
1: I That's mean, like, cool. I mean, Good like, I think that comparing those two bands is so uh, accurate and justified. I feel like, yeah. I mean, arguably, 21 Pilots are maybe a little bit bigger than Lincoln Park ever was, but yeah. on they're still huge bands, top of the game in terms of rock, blending all of those elements of different genres of music, and yeah. I just feel like. I can't fucking, I could, I can easily be a curmudgeon about yeah, this yeah, band.
0: Yeah. Was there, is there another band that you can think of or, or a performer that you've like, you were like, fuck that person. Fuck that band. And then you saw them. You just like, hap. you just like by chance happened to see them live or what, maybe watch it on your fucking computer or whatever. And you're like, damn, that was actually pretty fucking good. 21 pilots. Really? That's for sure. example. Mine was a uh, John Mayer. Nice. I I was like, so caught up in my own bullshit and be like that guy sucks i have a
1: better example really dave
0: matthews band oh oh, i i i partner with you they're fucking awesome live fuck you if you don't like i don't care you can call (laughs) they're such
1: good musicians yeah they're drummer insane (laughs) (laughs) aaron spears no No, i think it's a carter beaufort carter yeah yeah yeah. yeah.
0: i think it was aaron spears for a minute but um uh yeah go to a show be astounded by the musicianship ignore the fucking crowd if you don't like the people don't fucking pay attention to them um the same thing happened with john Mayer, dude i i was like i was just taking a a girl i was seeing uh, and because she fucking worshiped this dude and i was like oh my god you get it we get it you have a lady boner for him good for you right way wrong i was (laughs) physically and mentally blown away by that show he owned my attention for a solid two hours it was incredible that's just one example but like I do like asking people that question because it's a good one.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Well, I'm so sorry. We are talking so long.
1: As we round an hour 45, it's been a good hour 45. I I highly, I I highly encourage everyone to stick around and watch this, even though there's no way for me to, maybe I'll, I'll clip this and put it at the beginning. Like, yo, it's long, but it's worth it. So sorry. It is long, but it's worth it. (laughs) That's, And that is all, folks. Thanks so much
0: for being here, Mister Scutella. Thank you, my friend. This is you're awesome. Thank you so much for letting me come on here and yell at you. I appreciate you for reaching out. I'll be back again next week
1: with another episode, same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. Twenty twenty. Woo woo. Thanks for listening, and we're done
0: so much fun man hell yeah so much fucking fun